Hello, I'm Tavin Allen, and welcome to OK, So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. You know what street jokes are. Uh, a nun walks into a brothel, that sort of thing. Street jokes are wonderful and great, and here we celebrate every single one. Every week, we invite a guest to come on and tell their favorite street joke. This week, we have six guests. That's right, the Broadway boys. They are a collective of six men who come together and put on some of Broadway's greatest hits. They're wonderful. You can follow them at The Broadway Boys on all the socials. So now, let's get to it. Here are The Broadway Boys. Welcome, Broadway Boys. Why don't you, uh, just for the listener, go one by one kind of kind of down the row, just so people get a sense. Just introduce yourself with your name, just so they get a sense of who they're, who they're listening to. Um, I'll start. Uh, hi, good morning, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Darius Harper. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're loving being in Canada, so thanks for having us. Too much info, Darius. <laughs> hi, uh, my name is Brad Greer. Mm-hmm. Adam Robert. Too little information, Brad Greer. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay. I'm also a Sagittarius. Okay. <laughs> With a kind of Capricorn moon. Okay. <laughs> I think you want to know where we're from, guys. Adam Roberts. Uh, I've been in New York City 15 years, originally from South Carolina. Okay. Uh, Jesse Nager, uh, born in Boston, Massachusetts. Kevin Shuring, uh, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Omar Lopez Cepero. My family's from Puerto Rico. Uh, I was raised in Atlanta, Georgia, but have lived in New York now for 15 years. I loved how that one started so Hispanic. And then as soon as you got to Atlanta, it just dissolved and just like, <laughs> I take the, I take the Marta now. I have, I have my favorite Waffle House. Um, so daddy. How, uh, how are you guys? Pleasure to have you all here. I, I, I will tell you, this is the most people we've ever had on, on one episode of Comedy of the Pub or this. So this is fantastic. Walk me through, walk me through this, th- like how you guys all got together, because it just sounds like, as, as we heard, first of all, you're all from different cities. You have, I'm going to say incompatible star signs. <laughs> so how, d- how, what brought all this together and, and, and kind of individually, why don't you tell us sort of like how you all started getting into theater and musicals and, and that sort of thing. So the group started in 2004. Um, it was very different than it is now, but it was in 2004, there was a club that wanted me to do a concert downtown, but I've always been more interested in groups and harmonies and stuff like that. So I invited a bunch of my friends from different shows. You know, I was doing Mamma Mia at the time mm-hmm. and um, I invited friends from different shows and the club actually named us the Broadway Boys just because of all the shows we were in. Okay. Um, so then... It went really well. We were like, hey, we have something. And so over the years, there's like a roster of about 30 guys. So okay. available, who's in shows, who can get time off. That's how we plan who's doing what concerts. Um, and over the years, I've just met these guys doing various things around the city. Mm-hmm. Now, so you had you had the name Broadway Boys and that collective sort of like just reduced down to kind of distilled to like you six. Is that right? Well, the club named us uh, the Broadway okay. Boys because we were all from different Broadway shows. Right. And the name just stuck. Okay. What? Uh, so you were doing Mamma Mia. What were what were the rest of you all doing? Well, at the time, they're much younger than me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so they were in high school. Okay. okay. But we 
all done various shows. So you want to tell us? Uh, yeah, 2004, I was graduating high school, but I moved to New York actually in October of 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first Broadway show was The Book of Mormon. I would go on to do Kinky Boots. I've yes. done After Midnight, Silla Queen of the Desert. Fantastic shows. And I joined the group in 2011. Mm-hmm. So I've been part of it for quite a while now. And um, I've done Anastasia and The Bridge to Madison County, uh, Greece. Sweet. Joined in 2017, um, and we all auditioned sort of separately, or our name gets passed to Jesse through words of mouth recommendations. Um, and I've done Spider Man was my first show. Wow. Tell the tale. The Pippin on the town. Uh, some tours. Mm-hmm. That is a brave choice to open with Spider Man. <laughs> it's, it's not the cookie crumbled. It was like an, um, I didn't even have uh, an agent at the time. It was like a open call sort of situation. Right. It, it it knowing what happened to Spider Man, it does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you're here alive. That's fine. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that. Um, I worked recently um, on the revival of The King and I, mm-hmm. uh, and I spent a lot of time developing new uh, musicals and workshops. And I like to do a lot of that in my my spare time. Sweet. <laughs> Nice. Uh, uh, I uh, made my debut in American Idiot, the Green Day show, nice. um, which was awesome. And then uh, was in On Your Feet, the Gloria Stefan musical, um, where I played Emilio. Mm-hmm. And uh, upcoming, I'm going to be playing uh, Che in a new revival of Evita. Holy cow. That's awesome. Impressive resume, guys. Like, that's... Fantastic. I was literally waiting for one of you to just go Hamilton and leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, so, okay. So that's, so that's sort of like how, how you all kind of came together and how you, how you did that. So uh, I, again, again, because we have so many, I just want to make sure that we, you know, we get you all. Could you all go like uh, uh, just kind of one by one and sort of describe sort of what your journey was to get into musical theater, like how it all started for you, like what the, what the beginnings were. Like, I know, I know a lot of folks like, you know, I did high school musicals as as well. Back in the day, uh, they were done in Greek tragedy. Um, <laughs> Super Sider Mile. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the original Oklahoma. <laughs> so, uh, so so why don't you go one by one and just like say sir like what's your what's your origin story with the theater and, and and sort of how that captivated you? It's interesting. We actually there's a part of our show that talks about this. So Oh wow, awesome audiences get uh it's sort of a behind the scenes on how actors get started different ways we all discover theater in different ways mm-hmm. um, so we like to give you that but we can definitely share that with you sure sure yeah for me uh i didn't say this before but i grew up in new hampshire oh nice um, and i grew up pretty humbly i'm gonna say humble um and theater was a way to kind of get out of the house for me. Uh, my town has a lot of really great community theater. A couple of my uh, contemporaries are on Broadway movies and stuff now. Uh, so I always had a lot of friends who were like very talented and our you know, director held us to a high standard. So I really saw the passion of my friends. Uh, and so I carried that you know, when I moved to New York in 2004 to go to college. Um, and I started working for Disney uh, in 2007. I was over in Tokyo for a while. Wow. And I came back to the States probably like 2009 um, and took it from there. So I worked regionally, got into the Actors Union, and it kind of snowballed and became very lucrative. So I, awesome. I stuck with it. 
Beauty. Uh, and for me, I grew up in Georgia, about 30 minutes south of Atlanta, um, and got my start singing in church. And then it was like sixth grade. I did a production of Joseph and the Amazing Type of Color Dreamcoat. And that's sort of when I got, you know, bit by the theater bug, so right. to speak. And then from then on, just kept doing shows. And then I had a really incredible drama teacher in high school that uh, really nurtured me and helped me figure it out and hone my craft and went to college for musical theater and then moved to New York. So I, I have a pretty standard uh, trajectory there. Sweet. My story is interesting. I come kind of long lineage of musicians. Okay. I started working at 10 at a variety show where I grew up. And that's sort of where I got my training. They sort of like taught me how to dance and sing and went to college for musical theater and also grew up humbly. <laughs> so I worked on some cruise ships to save money mm -hmm. to move to New York and, you know, hustled, beat the pavement for a few years. And then I um, booked Spider-Man mm -hmm. and then you know, sort of keep auditioning and booking your next show or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up dancing so i used to like dance around the house and my mother says that i asked to go to dance class but i think she just like put me in dance class to like get all the energy out of the house <laughs> uh, and i also played a lot of baseball and soccer so there was one summer i wanted to go to a summer camp and so we we're looking for a camp that had both sports and dance and a camp we found was called french woods festival of Grand arts and it turns out that it was a theater camp primarily and i didn't know that Right. So when I got there, all the kids in my bunk were auditioning for these musicals, and I had no idea what that was. And so I like went with them. I think I sang a song from Greece because it was like the only musical theater song that I knew. Right. I was cast in uh, Sweeney Todd, the role of Tobias. Like I know I knew what was wildly insane first musical to do, but I just absolutely fell in love with it. So I went back to camp a bunch, and that's oh, how musical theater came into my life. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, I grew up in Chicago. Um, I played sports and I did the arts. Um, but in the Midwest, it's not as favorable like on the East Coast where you can like, do both. So when I got to high school, I had to make a choice. And I was um, I had to tell the, the coach, I made JV my freshman year. And uh, I said, no, I'm going to do the spring musical. <laughs> and uh, he didn't take too favorably upon that. I think it was. He was just kind of like, what? The musical what? Um, I just liked the people more. I felt more at home. And uh, I felt kind of like an outsider, even though uh, I played sports all my life. And I, I felt I was pretty decent at it. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, I went to school for musical theater uh, later down the road. In high school, I was in an acting company. Jeremy Piven's mom and dad discovered it. You know Piven Theater because mm -hmm. I got the hair's hat on. Maybe you're familiar with it. Um, but I got to, to kind of learn from some legends, and I really loved it. So I pursued it further, and I've been in New York for 10 years now. Awesome. Year. What was, uh, forgive me, what was the musical that you gave up sports on? It was uh, Once Upon a Mattress. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the musical that made me fall in love with musicals was Play Mates. Like I got to play Jean Valjean. Oh wow! It's pretty, pretty cool. Okay, awesome. My story is actually very similar to these two guys. Um, you know, I I didn't have anybody in my family that was really musical. Uh, I played a lot of sports growing up. I think I was very hyperactive, so my parents needed to get me out of the house as much mm -hmm. as possible. Very grateful to have been by chance introduced to the music teachers uh, in my middle school. 
that kind of saw that I had some talent, started to cultivate that. My freshman year, going into a freshman high school, there was a class um, that was called Music Theater Workshop. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is perfect because I had done like the drama club a little bit and the and chorus, but I only had one room for one elective. And so I was like, this is perfect. This combines the two things. I didn't realize that it was for upperclassmen and for people that had taken like drama 101 and all that stuff. But to my luck, they were doing a production of Maine. And as a freshman in high school, I was 4'11", and I looked like I was 11 years old. <laughs> so I came in and auditioned, and they were like, uh, yeah, you're staying because this class is the one that puts on the shows, um, or is the, the principal cast of the shows, and they wanted me to play Little Patrick, Come which on, Patrick. they were going to ask a girl to play. Right. Uh, but I legitimately looked like I was 11 as a freshman in high school. So That's awesome. that kind of was my like thrust into a musical theater experience and so grateful because um, I played sports throughout high school and uh, very competitively. And I had some teachers that said, Hey, you could really do this if you want to do it. Basically posed a challenge to me to say, Hey, audition for schools and see what happens. Right. And I was very lucky to get a scholarship and pursue musical theater. I went to the university of Miami and very grateful for the journey that I've been on. That's um, awesome. It's so funny how common the thread of uh, of this is. My parents needed me out of the house. <laughs> get out! Right, walk, right. One last question before we get to the to get to the jokey bit. Can every one of you give us a, uh, a one of your memorable theater experiences? Positive or negative, just to prime the pump a little bit. When I was in Oklahoma, again, not a lie, original production, um, I played Curly, and there's that fight scene, and a friend of mine, a friend I know, and still know to this day, buddy of mine, we are doing the stage fighting. It's really kind of the first time that we did the stage fight, and it was opening night. He hooks me in the balls five times. Oh yeah! So throughout the course of the uh, the the run of the show, uh, I was doing more and more of a cowboy walk, and everyone's like, "Oh boy, Todd remains in character." Like, nope, that is not what's happening. That's, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> um, I guess I'll start. Sure. Uh, so I did the national tour of Kingy Boots, and uh, as Lola, who's the lead role, right? Um, and so. Uh, obviously, the coasts are great because that's a very inclusive and visible show for <laughs> gender identity and expression, right? And so we are in Des Moines, Iowa, and this is our like first show there. And Bonnie Milligan, who's starring in um, Kimberly Kimball and Broadway right now, was right. We were like, the pair in the show yeah. uh, during the finale. Um, we were like looking upstage, like towards the back of the stage, uh, and we were like, ah, oh, we don't really know if the audience is into it, right? So we turn around. This is like. Halfway through the finale, so there's like 20 minutes to go because it's a long one. Uh, and the audience was like on their feet singing the song. Me and Bonnie are just looking at each other, crying. They like remained standing for the last 20 minutes of the show. It was really a very uh special moment that showed me like really the power of theater, even though like I believe that to like see it in real time was very, very effective. That's very, awesome. There's so many, but the most recent one, um, I'm doing a show right now in New York called Titanic. Um, it like imagines the story of the Titanic film, but as if Celine Dion were on the ship. And so it's all her music. If you like jokes, you'll really like it. <laughs> very, very funny. But just last weekend, um, in the captain, we just call the character Victor Garber, the actor who played him in the in the film. Well, the architect, 
Anyway, the actor playing Victor Garber um, became ill during the show and had to call out mid-show. So I had to, I'm the swing for the show. So I had to swing on in the middle of the show Mm -hmm. towards the end uh, in like two seconds. They got me ready in my costume backstage. They were like, you might have to swing on, you know, Ross wasn't feeling well. And so sure enough, the first time in my career, I've had to like, you know, go in for another actor in the middle of a show. Wild, exhilarating, all of the above. Right. I mean, doing Spider-Man technically ambitious <laughs> um, and you know it would the show would just stop mm-hmm. every, every week and so i would just be dangling there with two thousand people oh and the lights gosh. would come on and the music would stop and i would have to just like play with the audience and get them through the wave oh and then God. doing miss doing miss saigon you know lots of kids in the show and you know kim singing i gave my life for you Please, sir. and the, the little kid would just pee on her a lot of the times the kid had stage fright and she'd just be singing her face off and they just oh i think i would yeah that's that's what happened yeah well i'm about to drop a lot of names so just get it just get the broom ready i did motown the musical on broadway and um i ended up playing the role of smoky robinson but opening night um, all of the star- Barry Gordy, who wrote the show, invited all of the stars and all of his friends. Um, and so the way the Lund Fontaine, the theater works is there's two aisles in the house. And as we're singing the last number in a mountain high enough, Diana Ross comes on stage and Smokey Robinson comes on stage and, uh, Martha Reeves from Martha and the Dells come on stage and Gladys Knight comes on stage because they were all in this aisle that had this staircase on the stage. The other aisle had no staircase. But Stevie Wonder heard that everyone was getting on stage. So he got up and walks down to the stage to the, um, down the aisle that has no stairs onto the stage. And when I tell you that old giant man swung his leg onto the stage and his bodyguard like ran down and like hoisted. I'm <laughs> he joined everyone else. Don't you guys know they were coming on stage? No. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the, 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 the actors that were playing them were just absolutely gagged that their real wow. life. So, so Stevie Wonder pulled an opposite Kelly Kelsey Grammer. What did Kelsey Grammer? Oh, he fell off the stage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I have a funny, memorable moment. I was doing a show off Broadway called Wearing Black, and I was a standby for the lead. Very intense show, vocally, emotionally. Um, but the first scene, he takes a shot of uh, liquor, right? What's really saying? No, it's a shot of liquor. And um, I pour myself, like, normally the person who I covered drank amaretto and I was like I'm a whiskey guy so I poured the whiskey they forgot to switch out the whiskey um so I took a double shot at the beginning of the show and I go oh shit it's all extremely difficult show okay I thought it was a little but it definitely helped a little bit for me it was a very um poignant emotional moment um i was was i had done on your feet in new york and then went out on tour with it and uh we were playing at the kennedy center and at the same time when the government shut down for daca um uh, and 
there's an amazing speech in that Emilio gets to say when he's confronting one of the record executives that basically says, you, you got to change your name if you want to, you know, make it in American music, you know, it's never going to work, stick to what you know. And he basically, and he said, you know, you're not back home anymore. You know, he's basically this, this record executive is really just tearing him apart. And he keeps us calm, but he, re- he gives this amazing speech where he says, you know, this is my home. I've, I've, I've lived here for 15 years. I've worked my ass off. I've paid my taxes. And I don't know where it is that you think that I live, but this is what an American looks like. Mm-hmm. And the entire audience, I mean, stood left to their feet, like standing ovation, uh, stopped the show for about two minutes. And I'm face to face with the record executive. We're just holding it for like, I'm um, seriously like, ten, like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then, then I say like, and we'll do it on our own and then, you know, get another huge o- ovation. So like, I still like right. stand, like stand on my arm because it was just, it was amazing to see an audience, see how a political statement that is within an, uh, you know, entertainment uh, story was so well received. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was a really, really important moment, I think, for me as an actor and, and as a human being. That sound means, you know, guys, it's joke time. Oh, uh, it's joke time. So uh, I don't know who wants to deliver this. If uh, just so, so the listener knows, if you have a joke that you want to send in, have read and executed over the air, it's uh, jokes at oshopod.com. Uh, send them in. They can be clean, dirty. We just ask. There are no isms or obias. That's it. So, so who's got it? Me. All right. All right. All right, Jesse. Why do you say break a leg to actors before a show? I don't know, Jesse. Why do you say break a leg to actors before a show? Because every show has a cast. <laughs> I, uh, I I really got to screen these before we do recordings. Um <laughs> you uh thank you this is what i love about uh, about this and, and watching you guys it's obvious that you guys have a great chemistry together i'm sure that the, like the the shows are amazing where can people find you online so they know when the next round of shows are, are going to be happening www.thebroadwayboys.com and we're also on instagram facebook tiktok at the broadway boys beautiful we will have all those in the show notes you guys were awesome thank you so much Thanks for listening to OK, So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. Thank you to the Broadway Boys for coming by and telling their joke. You can follow them at the Broadway Boys and make sure you check out their tour schedule. They uh, recently just did Falls View Casino and they are touring all over the place, hither and yon. Make sure you check them out. You can find 23 seasons of our previous podcast, Comedy Above the Pub, that feature many of the guests that you're going to hear over the course of this podcast. You can find that at comedyabovethepub.com or wherever fine podcasts are available. This show is produced by Darcy Finder. Our music is done by Larry Bryant. The artwork is done by Wojtek Arkaszewski. If you have a joke that you want us to tell on the air, by all means, send it. It can be dirty. It can be clean. We just ask that it is not racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, or xenophobic, or as we say, no isms, no obias. You can send your joke to jokes at oshopod.com. That's jokes at O-S-H-O pod 
OKSoHere.com. That stands for OK So Here's One Podcast. And you can send any questions or comments to show at OshoPod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at OshoPod. And you can follow me personally on the same platforms at HeyIt'sTVA. For Instagram, you got to add an underscore at the end. And you, if for any performances that you want to come and check me out at, you can see where I am performing at HeyIt'sTVA.com slash calendar. You can join our Patreon for $3 a month. That will give you access to the raw, unedited feed of every episode. Plus, you get bonus perks and jokes. You can do so at patreon.com slash oshopod. I'm Todd Van Allen. On behalf of myself, the Broadway Boys, and the no longer erstwhile Darcy, thanks for listening to OK, So Here's One. Jimmy, Bobby, and Monty, you are still always the podcasts. Thank you.